how's everybody doing? Good, yeah, good to see all of you. How's everybody doing? Okay, raise your hand if you had a good day. Yeah. Two hands up, we need that. Yeah, we were at about 2% there, so that's good. Well, it's great to see you, and um, yeah, thanks for, for coming tonight. And uh, if you're new to, uh, to D6, um, we just want to welcome you. I know we've got some visitors every week, and so um, we're really glad uh, that you could join us tonight. Um, our, our D6 is really for us, it's all about two things. We um, really want to be about equipping and empowering families to thrive spiritually. And so we um, want to do everything we can to help families. We really believe that God gave parents this awesome and unique role um, as parents to be able to shepherd and lead our kids. And so we want to do all we can as a church to come alongside what we feel like is the, the, the best equipped and the most influential people to, uh, to do that. So that's what we're all about um, with D6. So um, yeah, so welcome. Hey, I'd love for us just to pray together and ask God just to lead our night. And so, um, yeah, if you would uh, join me and, and let's just go to the Lord and, and, uh, and pray together. Cool? All right. Heavenly Father, thanks for tonight. And uh, Lord, it's good just to jump right in tonight and to seek you and, and to ask you, Lord, would you lead us? And uh, would you, um, I pray, really just have a, a special word for us. I, I think of the topic that we're going to discuss and the, the very simple even passage that we're going to look at tonight. And Lord, we would just ask that you would speak to us through it and that you would do a very cool work, Lord. So um, Lord, thanks for this time. Thanks for these parents that um, in the midst of a bit busy day, they they um, decided to come and to, to get equipped tonight. And so we pray it'd be an awesome night for, for them, but also for their kids as well, Lord. So we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I just want to just briefly review where we've been the last two weeks. This is really week three for us of, of D6. Hope you had a good week off last week. Our family went sledding together, which um, if you remember how cold, there was a reason why we were canceled that I realized when we were outside. Uh, it was a bit cold. We went down three times, but had a blast, I guess. So... Um, so here's where we were uh, the first, uh, first two weeks. Um, week one, uh, we laid out two um, really important statements. The first one was this. We said, don't sacrifice what is unique to you for something that someone else can do. And what we talked about that night is that our role as parents is very unique. Um, if you left your workplace, they would replace you. Um, if you left your friend circle, over time, those friends would make new friends. Um, and so we said, though, in the role of a parent, it's very unique. This role of us really leading our children spiritually, it's unique only to us as, as parents. And so we said that it's crucial. Its significance is really off the charts. The second statement that we looked at that night was this. We said that your greatest contribution to society may not be what you do, but who you raise. Again, saying, hey, let's make sure that as a group, we're saying, wow, this role as parents, it's a big deal. And so I applaud you for saying, tonight I'm going to take an hour and a half out of my busy week, and I'm going to say, I just want to engage with my family, and I want to be equipped in this room for, for 25 minutes or so. So, um, so I applaud you for that, because your greatest contribution, again, might not be what you do, but who, who you raise. Um, that night, we also brought up Ben and Michael, two college guys, two of our interns here at Brookside. Um, who really come from some awesome families. And so we brought them up here. We interviewed them. If you missed that, that was full of some really cool nuggets. I really felt like got a lot of feedback from many of you on that. And so um, you can uh, check that out online. So I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, then week two, we said this very simple statement. We said, you were at your best when you rest. We were at your best, you were at your best when you rest. And, and we looked at this whole idea that throughout Scripture, starting in the Old Testament, going straight through the New Testament, Jesus talked about it just as well, that there was this idea that God created us to have certain rhythms in our lives, that God didn't want us just to go, 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 go seven days a week with no rest, with no breaks, with no intervals. 
God said this, there's going to be some rhythms. Even in creation, God set it up so he worked hard. He created for six days, but then took time out on the seventh day, and he rested. And so we talked about how, and even though lots of times we look around and society just goes, goes, and goes, and goes, it would be wise for us to be able to stand back and to say, okay, what would it look like for our family to take a break? What would it look like for us to have one day a week where we just regroup, um, where we set our hearts and our minds on the things that are, that are really important? So um, it was fun. I heard a story. I was talking to a gal on, on Sunday, and she said, she said, now I feel like I have permission to say no. And uh, she said, before, I've always felt like we needed to get our kids into this and that. And, and it was like this endless thing. We always felt like we were even behind. And you know, I could relate to that. And, and, um, and she said, I feel like I have permission now to say no. You know, not permission from me, but permission from God and from his words to say, hey, I want you to go hard. I want you to work really hard. But then one day a week, I, I really want you to throttle back and, and to have a rhythm of rest, not only for you, but I want you to lead your, your kids in that. Um, another family, this was neat. They said to me that they actually took a time out on, on later that day, and uh, they sat their children down, and they just said, uh, their, their oldest is maybe uh, eight or so, and, um, and they said, hey, we just want to tell you kids about what the Sabbath is. And so they just opened a Bible, and they you know, went to one of the many Old Testament passages that talk about it, and they said, um, you know, they said, man, God, in the way he set up the world, he created it on six days, but the seventh day he rested. And, and then they talked about, well, what could that look like uh, for us as a family? And so anyway, that was encouraging. I thought that was uh, a, just a really practical way to, to take it home. So um, before we jump into tonight's topic, I want to take you to just some of the handouts around your, your table there. So if you want to grab your take-homes really quick, I want to take you through those. If you're new to D6, we hand these out every week, and you can get a little magnet in the, uh, in the hallway um, that you can put on your fridge and, and uh, just have this uh, there for your family, put it on your kitchen table, or on your, uh, where you guys eat uh, dinner, whatever, that might be a good place for it as well. But here's the thing, um, you'll notice at the top of that, that card, it, it lists the virtue, um, that we're in a new virtue tonight, the virtue of faith, and then you'll notice uh, what our bottom line is uh, for tonight, for this whole entire week. Our bottom line is having faith in Jesus helps me trust him with tomorrow, so the kids are going to be learning about that in their classroom. They're going to hear the story tonight about how Peter um, was called by Jesus and how Peter responded to that call. Um, so that's what they're going to learn about in their classrooms. And then Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is the verse that we've got to learn together as families um, for the next for the next uh, couple weeks. And so dads, particularly in the room, I want to encourage you and challenge you tonight to lead your families in, uh, in memorizing uh, that verse this coming week or the, in the next couple of, of weeks. Um, you'll notice there's also a preschool version uh, of the verse there. So if you've got real little ones, you can help them with that. And then if you flip that card over, again, these are just, I'll just fly through this, but these are different activities that you can do to, again, drive home the bottom line that we're trying to teach tonight. And so you got drive time stuff, meal time stuff, and nighttime stuff. So different questions, different ways that, again, we just want D6 to be a catalyst for a deeper conversation that you are going to have. So we want to hand you the baton, let you cross the finish line with your families, and we hope that these will be ways that you can do that. The rest of the cards in there are just different ways that you can drive home the virtue of faith. So these are all designed around the virtue of faith, okay? Um, next thing I want to just cover with you real quick is we've got an updated schedule uh, for you on your tables. And so this will let you know where we're going um, in the month of February. Uh, it'll tell you the different bottom lines that we've got. And then um, into March, uh, the different bottom lines and the virtue of forgiveness that we'll be looking at as we go into March, okay? Last thing, um, 
if you have a third, fourth, or fifth grader, tonight they are going to get a special journal um, in their classroom time, and they're going to have an assignment with that journal to be able to really just to be able to record different times when they see the activity of God going on in their lives. And there's instructions on the journal. So just wanted to give you parents a, a heads up to, uh, to be able to help your kids um, kind of work through that journal and, and engage um, with them on that. They should be uh, bringing that home to you. So if you've got a third, fourth, or fifth grader. And then lastly, we're going to try something new tonight downstairs. Um, instead of uh, everybody kind of running up to the front or over to the side during worship time, we're going to have everybody just stay right with their families tonight. And so that might take a little coaching because kids are used to just bolting, you know, during that time, which is fun and it's, it's been fine. But we thought, you know, let's change it up a little bit and let's just see if um, that's a, a bigger win, a bigger value for families just to have your kids. Your kids can dance in the aisles. That's totally fine, whatever, however that looks like for your family. Um, but we just wanted to, to keep the kids with the families um, for this week, next week, and we'll just see how it goes. We may just keep doing it, but we've noticed kind of some kids are, are just kind of crazy-ish and probably not really getting much out of it, so we're like, hey, let's retool this a little bit and, and continue to try some new stuff. So that's what we'll be doing downstairs. Rob will also, he'll talk about that so you guys won't be the enforcers. We'll, <laughs> we'll let Rob bear the brunt of that, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, here's what I wanted you to do now. If you want to take out your notes card for tonight, um, there's uh, three questions at the bottom there. I want you just to take um, a little bit here. I'm going to give you about six or seven minutes to answer the first two questions, okay? Six or seven minutes to answer the first two questions. The first question is this. Uh, when you were growing up, can you remember any specific times when you brought some extra stress to your parents' lives? Now, I know the room will be nice and quiet during that, but try your best to think of one. Um, number two, um, have you had any issues with your kids that have discouraged you or caused you an, an anxiety? So is there any, anything over the course of your kids' lives that you could share that you'd say, yeah, this was something for us um, that really it was hard for us. This caused us some stress of our own. So go ahead and then do a brief introduction just so you know who you are around the table. And then um, five, six minutes and into those questions. Okay, go ahead.
I heard some um, heard some good laughter, so you must have really caused your parents some good stress, I guess. So, all right, bring it back here real quick. <clears throat> you know, in elementary school, they do like the clap, clap if you can hear. How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you guys are well above elementary school. Okay. Well, hey, here's the thing. Um, as you've shared stories, I'm sure at your table, you've found out that, um, and we would all relate to this, not only growing up, but as parents as well, that um, there's no shortage of, of things that cause us uh, stress. There's no shortage of things that can be very discouraging um, for us as, as parents. As we, go, as we go through parenting, uh, I don't think anybody in here goes, wow, it's just a, it's just a cakewalk. It's just com- it's completely, uh, completely easy. Um, oftentimes, too, the things that happen, they, they just come up quickly. They don't, they don't warn, we don't get any warning. I was sitting at my desk today and, and uh, looked out the window and it's about 10 o'clock this morning and, and it was just, it was like a winter wonderland out there. And I was like, where did that come from? You know, it was like, boom, right? And that's oftentimes, isn't it, how a challenge as a parent comes about. Things are going fine and all of a sudden, whoa, you're overwhelmed and, or you've got a situation that is, um, that is really off the charts. And so that can come in the form of a lot of different things. You know, maybe you would say, um, my kid has some behavioral issues. Um, maybe they're, you know, not major ones, but just small ones that around the house, they're just huge, great at school, or maybe at school, behavior issues. And, and there are some, it's some, some major issues. Maybe um, you've got a child maybe that has a disability or an illness that is just, it's lingering. And, um, and so you know just the daily grind that you go through, and it causes you major trial. Uh, maybe you're a single mom, and you feel like at times you're like, I'm just overwhelmed. You know, I don't know if I can cover all the bases and, and you feel the pressure of that or your marriage goes through a bump or two and and it causes stress on everything or finances go away for a little bit and and it just it has a, it has a, an impact and so I think we can all relate to that of of uh, the weight that we can sometimes uh, feel as as parents um, th- this is kind of the way that that I, I think about this uh, it when we go through these trials I, I think of it like this it's as though and I, I asked my friend if I could borrow a weight and and I thought I was getting the 25-er, you know? It gave me the 45. So anyway, this is going to be a short illustration. But, um, but I think it's like this. When you experience a trial, it's, it's as though or you, you have something that your kid's doing that just stresses you out. It's as though you're carrying a huge weight. I remember, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago, uh, Christine and I went to bed. And she said, man, what, what's wrong? And I just said, man, when he, when he shows disrespect, it just wears me out. You know what I mean? It's just, it's heavy, you know? It's a great kid. But that day, it wasn't going well, you know? And, I, and you, you can relate to that when you just go to bed at night and you're like, the weight of parenting, it's, it's heavy. It's, at times, it's, it's, really, um, it's really hard. And so tonight, I just want to answer just a very simple question. How do you handle the weight, right? How do you deal with the weight of stress? How do you deal with the weight of, of discouragement? What do you do with it? Where do you turn? Um, how, how, do you, how do you take a hold of it? So end of illustration. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go tonight to just one gem in scripture, and then we're going to have an interview that I think will be really helpful for us too. So if you got a Bible, you can go to 1 Peter chapter 5 or 7. We'll put it up here on the screen too. Um, this is just a real gem from God's word. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, uh, 
Uh, sometimes I've seen the previews for it, Gold Rush, you know, or, or those gold mining shows. And, and lots of times there's a lot of drama in those shows. The crew's not getting along, and they spend all their money to get to this site. And, and it's just not going well, right? People are throwing their hard hats and all this stuff. And then somebody finds just a gem, just a, a little sliver of gold in the pot, and it changes the demeanor of everything. This is one of those verses in God's word that I think it can really help us reframe and really um, have a new and a refreshed perspective, particularly with this topic of how we handle trials, how we handle discouragement. So here it is, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, cast your anxieties on him, on Christ, because he cares for you. Now, in this, in this particular book, Peter is addressing an array of, of topics, all sorts of things he's talking about, and then I think he lands just this one little gem that we can totally apply to parenting. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. This word to cast, it means this. It means, literally, it means to throw. So when you think about that, I mean, if, when you've got a trial, when you've got a burden, when you've got something that just is really hard for you, something, and you're thinking, many of you right now, I can just see it on your faces, you're thinking of what that is, and it, it causes you just pain on your face, I can see it, it's discouraging. When you think about that, what are we supposed to do? The Lord says this, take your anxiety, and he says, cast it. He says, literally, he says, throw it. Throw it where? It says, or first, let me back up, he says, cast, and then the next word is this, all. And I don't know about you, but there are times where I think parents, like us, we think there are certain trials that we need to bear, right? And this is sort of like a parent trial. You know, this is like one that I just need to bear. Uh, maybe, Dad, you feel like, man, this is one I just need to take for the fam, and I need to, I need to carry all of this, right? And we might not ever say, well, God, you're not, you're not big enough to handle this. I don't think we'd ever verbalize that. But maybe by our actions, by the way that we handle certain things, that would maybe be the, the, the practical living out of, of what we are at least thinking. Um, so it says cast all, not, not just a few, but it says cast all your anxieties on, and then it says on him. I want to read this. This is from the New Testament um, book of Matthew, uh, starting in verse, verse 28. And Jesus spoke to this very thing. So cast all your anxieties on him. And Jesus then says this. Come to me, he says, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So how do you handle the weight? How do you handle the weight of parenting? Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, all you who are burdened, all you who have discouragement, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find, here it is, this is a relief. This is like a sigh of relief. And you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. What Jesus is saying is this, just like First Peter, when Peter was talking about this, he's saying, hey, cast your things on me. He's saying, I can handle it. He says, my burden is light, my burden is easy, and you will find rest for your souls. Um, and then notice how it ends. This is the last couple of words I want to look at. And, and again, I think this is just a gem for us as parents. Uh, cast all your anxieties on him. Here it is, because he cares for you. Um, you might feel like parenting is sort of like a lonely road. You might feel like you're, you're alone in parenting. You might feel like, well, I'm the only one who knows that I'm dealing with this at this magnitude. Nobody knows what's happening in the walls of my home as well as I do. You ever felt that way? Like, man, if other people knew, oh, what would they even think of me? Here's the deal. You can have great encouragement because in the midst of all of that, here's the deal. God cares for you. Your creator cares specifically for you. Um, 
I was talking to our, our youngest, Easton, the other day, and he went downstairs to show me this picture that he had made on, on Tuesday morning, and, and he came up, you know, and he's like, Dad, Dad, look at this, this little picture, and I said, wow, it's so cool, you know, and, and, um, and then I, I picked him up, and I could see out the window the sun was setting, and it, it was just awesome, and, and so I said to him, I said, wow, look at that, I said, I said Easton, Jesus painted that one, isn't it, isn't it cool? You know, and as I'm walking upstairs and as I'm thinking about this passage, think about this. The creator of the universe, he cares for you. And I know that sounds simple. And that sounds like something we should teach to like my three-year-old. But I think like parents, we need to remember that. We need to be reminded when you're going through a hard time, your heavenly father, he looks at you not with like judgment of, man, you should have done X, Y, and Z, you know, what? just, you know, Tighten up your bootstraps and let's get it done. Instead, I think we sometimes we need to go, wow, our heavenly father looks at you in your stress. He looks at you in the trial that maybe you're facing right now. And he says, hey, I just want you to know this. I care for you. I'm not absent. I know what you're going through. Um, So I, I hope that you'll be reminded of that. David said this in Psalm 55. And David was being pursued by someone who was a companion of his. We can see that right in the text in verse 12. And it says this, I mean, and imagine, this, I mean, the magnitude of the trial was, it was a life and death type trial, one that I, I don't have any, uh, any knowledge of that type of a trial. And David said this, he says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. So again, it's this word, it's this idea. Okay, I've got this big 45 pound weight up here. I've got this huge weight that I'm carrying around. It's affecting my relationships. And you know how when you've got something like that in your life, if I carried that around all night, it would affect me. It would affect all sorts of things. And that's what trials do. And, and, and David's saying, hey, take that. And he's saying, cast it. Literally throw it to the Lord. It's not that you're gonna forget it. Don't worry about it, you won't. But you're saying, Lord, I want to give that to you. I'm reading our oldest son a, a book about this Navy SEAL, and, and, and at one point in the book, this kid is just off the charts doing crazy stuff, and his parents come to know Christ, and they make this statement. Uh, the mom makes this statement. When we came to know Christ, it was as though all these issues that our kid had, it was as though we were able just to take them off of our shoulders and put them on the shoulders of Christ. And she said, it just, it changed everything. And many of you have experienced that. Cast your cares on the Lord and, um, and he will sustain you. My prayer tonight has been this for us, particularly for those of you tonight that you come here and you would say, I'm in the midst of a trial. Um, marriage isn't good or kid issue is happening or we've got a strain in this area. Or, I mean, you can think of that child and what that is and, and what keeps you up at night. And uh, my prayer tonight has been this, that you would just take one simple gem. We didn't even spend very long on this, but you would take just that one gem, cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you, that you would be reminded tonight, hey, I'm not alone. God is fully aware of where you're at and what you're doing and what you're going through. And in the midst of that, he cares uh, cares deeply for you. So um, so that's all I I really wanted you to to hear on that um, tonight. I, I, th- I want to mention, actually, I do want to mention just one more thing, sorry. Uh, I think the key to casting our cares on the Lord is this. It's trusting the Lord for who he is. Um, so it's not as though it's easy just to cast your cares on somebody that you don't really know. But when you know and when you remind yourself he's loving, he's powerful, he's faithful, he's able, he's, he knows everything, he has my best interests in mind. When you know who he is, then that trust factor gets way up in our lives. And then we are able to say, oh, 
It's like that couple I was reading about in that book. They came to know Christ. They learned who he was, and all of a sudden, they were able to take their cares, their anxieties, and, and cast them on the Lord. So, um, so I just I, I want to encourage you um, in that tonight. Uh, uh, we're going to do an interview now with Jeff and Amy Kieser, who um, you guys can come on up. Yeah, welcome. Come on up. And I've got a ton of respect uh, for both of these guys. Um, I've had the privilege of, of having uh, two of their kids in youth ministry and have seen them parent their kids through good times and through more challenging times and um, have really appreciated their godliness and their, um, and their marriage as well, the things that they um, really um, invest in and how they honor God, not only with how they parent, but with how they relate to each other. And so, so yeah, thank you guys. Let's give them a, a warm welcome. Yeah. Hey, um, we uh, just kind of came up with some questions, and so I appreciate you guys doing this. Um, but first, tell us just a little bit about your family. Yeah, tell us about your kids a little bit. I think he's going to say that all night. Go ahead. <laughs> well, this is Jeff, and I'm Amy. And uh, we've been married 27 and a half years. We have three children. Josh is 23, and I blinked. I shouldn't have blinked because he was just a little one yesterday, but... And Katie is 18, getting ready to graduate from high school. And Lane is 14 and in the eighth grade. He's a boy. Lane's a boy. Cool. Okay, let's jump in. Uh, when your kids were younger, what were some of the challenges that you guys faced? And then now that they're older, um, what have been some of the challenges that you faced? <laughs> um, honestly, when they were little, the biggest challenge I faced was, uh, or one of the biggest challenges I faced, at least that I remember vividly, was getting Josh to stay in his big boy bed. And the doctor said, just keep get putting him back in. But the thousandth time, uh, and the, the truth was, a friend of me who was older and wiser looked at me and said, he's not ready. Put him back in the crib and try later. And six months later, he was ready, and it was easy. So I think I was just trying to um, push him. Uh, the doctor said he's ready for a big boy bed, so I believe the doctor. Gotcha. He wasn't ready for a big boy bed. Yeah. And I, I remember crying in our small group and saying, all I've ever wanted to do is be a mother, and I can't even get the boy to sleep in his bed. <laughs> That's great. I feel better already. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. Yeah. That's good. How about, um, how about as they've grown up? Go ahead. <laughs> Is this on? Yep. It is on. Um, <clears throat> I just think uh, general uh, time issues, um, especially, um, I know a lot of you, uh, both parents work, and so it's finding that time, <clears throat> not just to spend with the kids, but for each other. And uh, uh, so it's kind of a, a related yeah. thing because it can cause impatience, I think, mm -hmm. and it can cause anxiety, mm -hmm. as you were talking about. And uh, so really working that, that time issue mm -hmm. and how you spend time with each other and with the kids and they're, they're needy and they get less needy as they get older and when they hit um, 
about the time they start driving, then they're really no less needy. And then you look back and say, oh my gosh, I wish I would have spent more time with them when they really wanted to. And uh, <clears throat> so just that issue of, of time and, and really being conscious and, and intentional about working that out, um, I think is, is, a, is a big challenge. That's great. When you think of uh, some of the things that kept you up at night, um, what got you through some of those times? Well, probably, and a lot of you who know us know this already, but probably the thing that kept us, kept me up the most at night was uh, our oldest son, Josh, after he went away to college, um, let us know that he, um, well, in his words, his faith had always been fake. It had never been real. I wanted to believe that wasn't true. It was hard um, to believe that wasn't true. It wasn't true. <laughs> Uh, and he has now um, come back to his faith, and Jeff has been wonderful in that process. Um, but boy, there were a lot of nights, and nights when he literally wouldn't come home, and uh, a lot of sleepless nights. And I think um, prayer, casting the anxiety, and, and giving him back to God. He was never mine to begin with, so I, but that's not a one-time thing to you know say, for this child I prayed, and so I've given him to the Lord. But then... I'd want to take him back, and so I'd have to give him back to the Lord, and I have to, and it was, it was just a constant process. Yeah. And then the other thing was that we needed to remain, not to begin to blame each other or um, become angry with each other. We mm. needed to um, stay connected yeah. with each other as well as, as and, and probably I would say for me, and I, I think for Jeff too, that that entire process um, really caused us to seek God, rely on God, and grow in our faith yeah. through that. That's great. I, I don't want to scare you guys too much. <laughs> They're going to walk away from their faith. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it, was a, it was a tough four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention this before I ask the next question, but um, if we have time, which I think we likely will, um, we're going to do some Q&A at the end. And so if you've got a question, write it down, and um, you'll have a chance to answer that um, at the end so, or ask that. So, yeah, next question. Um, how have you kept your identity in Christ, your focus, in parenting, um, and how have you kept that not directly linked or dependent on your kids' behavior, particularly when maybe Josh was going through that time? How did you keep who you were in Christ um, not linked to your identity being in, in Josh or in any other trial? Yeah, that's, that's really hard. Um, and I worry far too much about what other people think. Hmm. Um, I heard uh, somebody say recently that what somebody else thinks of me is none of my business. Uh, and that, that I thought that was a really interesting quote. Yeah. Um, and you get a lot of advice, and you have a lot of people tell you you're doing stuff wrong. And um, I mean, we just really believed, and Jeff just really believed that we need to love Josh, mm. and that he he would see Jesus in us more if we loved him mm. than if we put our foot down and said, "Then you're out of the house." Now I wanted to kick him out of the house more than once, but. Um, but Jeff was right, and to just love him. And it was hard not to worry about, well, what will people think? Um, and um, again, we, I mean, we just had to stay connected, and I had to submit, um, and I'm glad I did. But I don't know what you would add to that. Um, just prayer, um, <clears throat> big time, um, really trusting. Um, that's when your faith gets real, um, you know, when you're in those times of pressure and and things aren't going the way you'd like or the way you think they should. Um, 
So prayer together and prayer on your own time and and just praying for for your kids, praying for Josh, praying for your kids. Um, God is faithful and um, he wants to hear our prayers. Um, He's able to answer our prayers. He's all powerful. Um, And his will, uh, if you think about it, is to bring all men to himself. I mean, that's his desire. So if that's part of your prayer, if that's part of your desire, then you can be sure that he'll answer that. And uh, that's, um, you know, talk about getting through those times when you're lying there. Um, that's, that's what really sustains you, is, is that's what the faith's all about, I think. Yeah, and I, I think during that, during that particular time, praying for our kids was really key and always is key. Um, but my sister shared with me a, a passage from Isaiah, and it's a long passage, but I uh, typed it and put it on my bathroom mirror, so every morning I was um, reminded of it, and I put in red uh, these words where God says, I will contend with those who contend with your sons, and I will save your sons. Mm-hmm. And that was just my cry to the Lord, Lord, contend with the one who is contending with Josh. Mm-hmm. So praying for our children, um, and then praying with and for each other. I think no matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. I, with, with one possible sec, uh, exception, I really do believe that praying with someone is, a, is about the most in, intimate thing you can do mm-hmm. if you're really being vulnerable with each other. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, praying with each other mm-hmm. and then praying for each other. It's, mm-hmm. I, I read a, an author who said, it's hard to be, it's hard to hold animosity toward one with, for whom you are praying. And so when we're praying for each other, um, it just automatically um, softens our heart yeah. for, for each other. Yeah, that's good. Very cool. As you guys have gone through kind of the ups and, and downs um, with kids, how have you maintained the marriage to be strong, which I think you've modeled so well? How have you, um, how have you done that? Well, it's a, uh, it's just a, making that commitment and remembering the commitment. I know early on, um, we attended some of the Family Life Marriage Conferences, and that was really a blessing just to learn, um, <clears throat> I think, first of all, for me, primarily, that not to shoot at each other, not to aim your guns at each other, um, and when you get frustrated or upset with each other, just have that grace, the same grace that God has for us, and that while we were yet sinners, he died for us, and to really try and, and remember that, and then when the tough times come, um, you just draw together based on the, the knowledge that you have, that, that you've got to do that, um, love is a commitment, and uh, that's, that's really what, what gets you through, I think. Yeah, the word picture that they use in the Family Life conferences is that when we, when we begin to fight with each other, it's like two people in a foxhole turning their guns on each other. Huh. Uh, and, and he's not the enemy, and, huh. and I'm not the enemy, and, and we need to remember that. Um, and, uh, I, and I would play, Family Life is coming to, to Omaha in March and to Lincoln in March, and uh, I would definitely plug that because it taught me a lot about communication patterns that were uh, unhealthy even, we, we went to our first, we'd been married six months, and everybody was teasing us, like, you know, is it, you know, is it falling apart already that you need to go to a marriage conference? And, um, and uh, it was so valuable for me to learn that my, um, 
pattern of when I was angry at him, I'd just stop talking. And he'd say, what's wrong? And I'd say, nothing. He'd say, what's wrong? Nothing, because he should know what's wrong. And if he doesn't know what's wrong, there's something wrong with him. And you know, I finally learned, A, that is not only unhealthy, but listen, ladies, this is the truth. He's a boy. He does not know what's wrong. He really doesn't. And, and once I learned that, that he's just a boy, and I need to remember that, and I need to, if something's wrong, I need to be an adult and tell him, hey, this hurt me, or I'm upset about this, and, and communicate that. Um, and, the, and the other thing that I've continued to struggle with, and, I, and we shared this with Jeff, um, that when I don't like confrontation, I'm a middle child, I want everyone to be happy. And so when there's a conflict, when there's, when there's confrontation, everything within me wants to run. And early in our marriage, I would. I'd say, fine, we're done, and I'd walk away. And I knew we weren't done done, um, because we'd made a vow not to be done done, but I would walk away. And, and Jeff confronted me on that and said, look, you need to stay in the conversation. <laughs> and, and I've learned to do that a lot better, but everything within me still wants to walk away and, and shut down, and, and I have to fight it every, every time there's a confrontation. Um, one of our main things that we're seeking to do with these six is equip and empower families to thrive spiritually. And so as you guys, I know you have a thriving relationship with Christ, both of you do. What have been some things that you've done to make investments into your own spiritual development? Brookside. Um, just a, a real commitment to, uh, to worship, um, a commitment to be here on Wednesday night uh, doing what we can mainly Amy, but um, a commitment to, I would say, just be in the word. Um, <clears throat> lately, uh, I've really been struck by memorizing scripture and how important that is, just to have that available in your mind. Um, even driving down the street, you know, just this morning, I mean, some guy cut me off, and the spirit just... Um, uh, said, you know, don't get upset at this guy. Just, just don't. You know, he's a human being. He's flesh and blood, just like me. He's made in God's image, just like me. I didn't like what he did, but, and that's just a, you know, just a small example. And and the same goes with Amy and I. Um, <clears throat> but really, just being in the Word, I think, as yeah. much as you can, and even uh, memorizing as much as you can. This isn't an avenue for everyone, but I tell you, when you teach God's word, <laughs> you grow in God's word. Uh, and that's been huge for me to have that, yeah. that privilege to yeah. do that. Amy teaches our, a lot of our women on Tuesday mornings, so yeah, awesome. Um, how have you invested in the spiritual development of your kids? What's that look like for you? Um, well, one way we did, and again, this isn't for everyone, and I'm not one of those moms that says, you must homeschool your children. Um, but we homeschooled. We homeschooled for 16 years, and I think that that builds relationship between parents and child, and, I, and, I, and it's uh, automatically an avenue to um, speak spiritual truth into your children and um, spend time in God's word. And so um, I think that's, you know, one thing that we did um, intentionally. Um, and, and, you know, involvement in, in um, church activities, and we always... We always, on the way home from um, church and after Wednesday nights, talk with each other, and our mm. children hear us talk. What did, what did you take away? What did you take away from, um, f 
from the sermon? What did you take away from the Institute? Because we're uh, we, um, pretty faithful in the Institute, Brookside Institute classes as well. And then we ask our children that same question. Mm. Um, and we don't take good. And, and my standard answer when they say it was, it was on temptation or something like that, and it's a one-sentence answer is, well, were they for it? And what, were their, what were their thoughts on temptation? Yeah. <laughs> Elaborate a little. Yeah. So you're engaging your kids, you're taking them to the next step. That's great. Good, good. And just getting them to memorize scripture. Um, and uh, <clears throat> our former Wednesday night, the Awana, yep. was just, yep. kids were memorizing scripture and every week. And it, it was um, easy for us because we did homeschool and we could make it a part of that. Sure. But even so, um, that's, uh, I think that's really a key for them, just yeah. to get that just in their that heart. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we did a lot with um, scripture songs, hide them in your heart, and those things. And I, I just believed, I, I had friends who said, look, once they can read, they can study their own Awana. And that's true, but I just don't, I just believe that there's nothing more important I can do as a mother than help my children hide God's word in their hearts mm. and, and love it and um, delight in, in God's word. Wow, that's a gem. Any, um, if you could say one thing to young parents, um, yeah, what would you say? If you had one, one parting shot to a group full of, of parents of uh, kids from birth to fifth grade and, and, and beyond, many of them. Well, as, as uh, ones that are looking at their youngest going into high school, don't, don't wish it away. <laughs> uh, and especially if you've got your first and they're a baby, and you can't wait for them to roll over. And then they're going to walk, and they walk at six months, and you're so happy that they're working. Trust me, with the third, you're like, look, could you just stay in my arms a little longer? Yeah. You know, Langdon walked till he was 18 months old, and I forced him to walk before his 18-month appointment because I knew the doctor was going to question me uh, that he wasn't <laughs> walking yet. Otherwise, he'd probably still not be walking. But uh, <laughs> uh, So, you know, don't, don't wish away their childhood. Um, and the other thing is... Um, Obviously, the most important relationship in a family is each of our relationships with Christ, mm. but the key relationship in a family is this one. And what happens, and I think particularly a temptation for mothers, is to become so wrapped up in their children that they forget, I'm a wife first. Uh, and so don't lose that connection and make that the primary relationship mm. in your family, the husband-wife relationship. Awesome, very cool, great. I would just say real quick, patience. Mm. Um, love is patient, and I think Paul, <coughs> the Holy Spirit, and Paul put that first, and uh, I've just found that to be a real blessing. Um, it calms situations, and it calms yourself, and uh, it, it's just, I think, a real something to remember, patience. Yeah. And he really, really lives that. Mm. He really does. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. We got time for one question. Yeah, anybody have a question you'd like to ask? If not, oh, it's gonna have you guys pray for us. So anybody? All right. Um, I have so much respect for the two of you, and uh, yeah, just who you are in Christ, and um, thank you for sharing and, and blessing us. And and these two know this. They're the types that you could see them in the hall on Sunday morning or on Wednesday night, and you could say, hey. We're dealing with this. What do you think? And um, I would recommend them as that kind of a resource to all of our parents. And so, um, yeah, it just, it's just helpful to have other parents that are further along and uh, they're, they're walking with God. So, Amy, would you pray for the moms? And then, Jeff, would you pray for the dads um, and close us out? Awesome. 
Father God, I just thank you for each woman here for the commitment that she's made both to her husband and to her family and to her children. Father, I pray you would bless her in both of those roles and um, just um, allow these women to look first to you and find their strength and their hope and their trust in you, Father, that you might grow in them um, the image of your son, uh, conformity to Christ-likeness in their lives. I pray in Jesus' name. And Father, I would uh, <clears throat> pray your blessing on each family here. Um, for the men, I would uh, just pray Ephesians 6, um, that each man would see uh, and, and realize how important it is to be uh, truthful and to be strong and to be on fire for you and to uh, just uh, be in your word. And so I pray that you would uh, give us that conviction in our hearts to each man and, and help us to lead our families the way you would have us, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, let's thank these guys. All right, parents, you're dismissed. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you see next Wednesday. <laughs>